Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're going to talk about five life lessons learned from the first 100 episodes of 52 Weeks of Hope. So first, I'm going to talk about how this podcast came about in case you don't know. I didn't intend to start a podcast. I had never been a podcaster before. You want to talk imposter syndrome? (laughs) The only podcast I really listened to was Brene Brown. So I went through the dark night of the soul, like I always talk about in the intro, and When I got through it, because the only way through is through, I was like, what the hell was that? And I went on a quest, a soul search, where I asked a person a week, I decided I was going to, I was on a hike with a friend. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go and ask a person a week for a year. Why are we here? Uh, Quest, if you will. And I did. I started doing that much older demographic where I was like, tell me, I want to know. At first, it was just for me, my own personal journey. And I would go home and write up what I had learned and first sending it to my friend, Michelle, my best friend, in my own verbiage. And in fact, four of the chapters, because this started out, it was so rich and so good. I was like, I have to write a book. I can't keep this to myself. I'll call it 52 Weeks of Hope. And one of those books where you open it up and you're like, that's just what I needed to hear. Or you close it and you randomly open it again. You're like, no, that's what I needed to hear. And four of the chapters are actually on the website at 52weeksofhope.com. And Angela Manuel Davis, who I talk about a lot because when I was really in it and I just felt so like just one of those really, really dark times. She was at Soul Cycle back then. And I had a class, some classes left of my QUE, QUE. And I went in there and I was in the back row and it's pitch black and she's doing her Angela thing where she's the music's blasting and I'm in the back row in the dark and pedaling away. And she's doing her Angela thing where she's saying, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but somebody needs to hear this. She's super motivational and I'm crying and whatever she said, something in me shifted. And I knew I'd get through what I was going through. And I just kept going. You just keep showing up when you're going through that kind of stuff. You just keep showing up. So I started interviewing a person a week and I, and I did interview her and my, my interview with her is on the website too. I just, I love Angela. So, and I'm not alone. I'm, I'm just another Angela groofy and Angela, you have to come on here and everyone can see what I mean. But anyway, so then when COVID hit, I pivoted because that's what we do in life. We pivot and I started podcasting. And when I first started podcasting. This will be one of the first lessons is about imposter syndrome. And I've done whole episodes. Episode 85 is the most recent episode I did on imposter syndrome. I've written articles now on it. There's a quiz on the website on imposter syndrome, which I don't think anyone who has it needs to take a quiz. You know when you have imposter syndrome, when you feel like a fake or a fraud, or you're going to get found out. And that was my whole thing is I'm going to get found out. I can remember being on Zooms for as a lawyer, those kind of Zooms are actually any kind of Zoom and seeing all the little boxes. And you can tell when you're on a Zoom when people are on their phones and things like that. And I saw two people, I just remember it so clearly. And I'm sure you've had these experiences where, well, you might not have had this particular one, but I saw two people clearly on their phone. And all of a sudden I thought, they're talking about me. They found out I have a podcast and they're talking to each other and they're saying, 
did you hear Lauren has a podcast? Who does she think she is having a podcast? She does. Anyway, I just, in my head, it just started going. And I, I don't know when I became that self-centered that I thought people were talking about me on a Zoom, but my head started going and I started thinking people were talking about me and that's imposter syndrome at its finest. And I'm sure they weren't talking about me. Now, this is back when I started and now I don't care. <laughs> I just don't even care. But at the time I was just consumed with what are people going to think? They're all going to be talking about me. Who does she think she is starting a podcast and all of that stuff. So that is imposter syndrome at its worst and its best. I don't really know what, what to call it, but I do know that I am certainly not the only one. I can remember being in the courthouse I must have been practicing a good 10 years by then, walking down the hallway and thinking, all these people are looking at me thinking I'm a lawyer and I am a lawyer. <laughs> I've been practicing it like I had everybody fooled. It's like when you get that job that you've been wanting so bad and you're about to start your first day and you think, oh my gosh, I can't do this job, but you can do it. You got it for a reason. Show up. You, you know, you're going to kill it. You're going to be great. And uh, it's part of the normal. I now know because I've interviewed hundred people, actually a lot more than that, but, and it's just part of the process when we're going for something. I'm in the process of applying for Ted talks. I don't know if you heard the episode where I took the first 52 weeks messages and I compiled them into eight overarching messages and I call it the meaning of life. And, uh, I want to speak on, on the Ted's X stage on it. So in going through the application process and talking to all these other people, I now know a natural progression of this will be the imposter syndrome and who do I think I am to do this? And it's just a natural human part. The All of the who do I think I am, it's fear. Matt Mills talks about it and I'm going to talk about him too. I've interviewed a lot of people who discuss this and a lot of high-performing people talk about imposter syndrome. Meryl Streep said no matter what movie she got, every time she got another role, she would think, uh-oh, now they're going to find out I really can't act. <laughs> Maya Angelou, she spoke openly about imposter syndrome. Obviously, she's since passed on. Sheryl Sandberg talks about it. Michelle Obama speaks openly about imposter syndrome. If you have it, you're amongst very high-performing people. And I, personally, I just think it's part of the human condition. And it needs to be acknowledged. You can't just not feel your feelings. I mean, you have to acknowledge, oh, this is imposter syndrome. I'm feeling fear. Acknowledge it and feel it all the way through and just say, oh, I'm afraid right now. And maybe tell somebody and feel the feeling and then just keep going. Keep going. Don't let it scare you and not go after what it is that you want to do. Definitely one of the lessons is <laughs> the imposter syndrome. I, have, I feel like I'm now an expert on imposter syndrome through this whole experience and talking to so many people about it. And I've written articles about it and done research on it. So there is a lot on the website about imposter syndrome. And I wrote some blogs and articles, like I said. So that's one lesson learned is imposter syndrome. I think I never knew what it was called, but I definitely recognize it. And I know fear. I mean, everybody knows fear. So that is my experience with it. So that's number one life lesson from the podcasts in the first hundred episodes and how the podcast started. Number two is connection. It's really incredible how we connect and first I thought it was incredible how much connection there could be over Zoom, but it is not enough. And in fact, I'm going to make my last 
lesson learned and the connection lesson, I'm going to kind of combine them here because we need community. That is in the meaning of life. The number one thing, number one and two lessons are that we need community. I don't know a a simpler way to say this other than we need community and we need connection and we're not meant to isolate at all. And we need that connection in person. Texting isn't enough. We need to physically be with each other. And the isolation has gotten so much worse in the last, I don't know how many years. It was bad before COVID, but it's gotten way worse. And it's incredible to me because I always thought of myself as a people person. And I think, oh, I I talk to so many people all day, but I actually think I isolate a lot and it becomes kind of overwhelming to be around a lot of people again. And then I'm around a lot of people. I went to a conference that was amazing and it it was so uplifting and then it was hard not being around people and then it's hard being around people again. It's all very strange and it's, I call it interesting. I kind of observe myself and go, oh, this is interesting. We are hardwired to be around people. It is human nature to be around people and to not be around people. It's not good for our health. It's not good for our physical health or our mental health. We need connection and we need community. And it's actually super, super easy to have both. It's not difficult. So it's easy to have connection and community. If you listen to Matt Mill's episode, How to Manifest the Life You Crave, he reinvented his whole life. He stopped working in the entertainment industry and everything else. And you don't have to go to Africa for a year like he did (laughs) to figure out what he needed to align his life with what he really wanted to do. But in order to create community, he started a running group and he just posted it. I don't remember where he posted it. He just posted that he was going running every Thursday morning or whatever day at the beach and meeting at 8 a.m. or whatever time it was. And he just started doing that. And now he has this whole group that he runs with every Thursday at whatever time it is. And he created a community around running. So whatever it is that you want to do, you can create like-minded people doing exactly what it is that you want to do. You don't have to invent the wheel. You can Google whatever it is that you're interested in doing. I talk about my uh, temple. It wasn't enough that I joined the temple. I had to actually reach out my hand, introduce myself to people and get involved. Just sitting in services where knowing no one, there's no community in that. But meeting other families and doing things with them, I am now a member of a community and I know other people and, and I can tell when somebody's feeling the way I used to when I didn't know anyone. And Rabbi Ken Chasen's episode is amazing. And I continue to get such great feedback. His episode's really early on. I also have a chapter from when I interviewed him on the website. That's one of those the chapters of people I interviewed early on. And I talked to him about community and how he keeps community alive. I've talked to a lot of different religious leaders about that because it is so important. And especially during lockdown in the beginning of COVID about how they were able to keep community. It seems like that sense of isolation or keeping yourself apart and just feeling on the outside, looking in, all of that stuff can be dissipated so quickly by having a group. By the way, it doesn't have to be this large group. It could be just a few like-minded people with the same interests. It could be people who read the same kind of books as you, or it could be anything small. 
It doesn't take a lot of people. In the blue zones where people live longest and are the healthiest and most robust, I mean, why do you want to live the longest if you're not healthy anyway or happy, but the happiest and healthiest? And and they have great community. We're meant to take care of and look after each other. We're not meant to live isolated. It's just so important. And if you look up how to have community, there's a gazillion suggestions and uh, you could just Google it. You can email me. I've done whole episodes on this. And in order to have connection, you do need to be your authentic self. To Those things that you think, oh my gosh, what are people going to think about me? Nobody's thinking about you. And I don't mean that in a harsh way because every time I say it, I think it comes off sounding so harsh. I went to the dentist, which I still think like the trumpet should blare because I went to the dentist. It's not that big a deal, but to me, it always is. But I was talking to the dentist and she's so great. And I was like, you should answer questions, do uh, little reels or do some kind of videos about all these different questions people always have about the dentist. And she said she'd love to, but she doesn't like her voice. And I was thinking, nobody's going to be listening to what your voice sounds like. We want these questions answered. But that's the whole thing. We you get caught up in what are people going to think? And nobody's going to think anything. They're going to be grateful that you've answered these questions. But being authentic of what's going on is what gives us connection. When I first talked about the 52 Weeks of Hope project, someone said, oh, that's what my dissertation was on. When we connect through our stories, when you tell me your story and the things you've overcome, and then I start telling you mine, that's connection. And that's how we get real and we connect with each other. Spring Washam talks about this a lot, about how we get real and have compassion for each other. It's when we're our authentic self. I love Spring Washam. I don't know if you heard her episode or if you listen to Lindsay Bruce. She was the cop in San Diego. She was the first canine police officer down in San Diego. And she was so horribly mistreated. And she ended up just on her couch after, I think, a decade in the police force and trying to come back from that. But I love the way she talks about we all have something to learn from each other. And she was so real and authentic. And it's true. And that's a good segue into the next lesson, which is everyone has a message. I love the way I just did that. I'll give myself a pat on the back for that. Everyone has a message. You have a message. We all have something to learn from each other. You are unique. You have something to offer. Your story matters. And Lindsay Bruce's episode number 66, and she had such a great, succinct way of putting that we all have something to learn from each other. This is going to sound like we're all on different gradients, but she may be more advanced in certain learnings, and maybe I'm more advanced in, say, meditation, because I've been meditating longer than she has. It doesn't make me better than her in these areas. It just means I may be able to teach her and others like her in certain areas, but she could teach me in how to eat healthier because that she's more advanced than that, and she has all these incredible recipes and ways to eat healthy because she's more learned in those areas. So we all have something that we're not better. Again, that sounds like we have different gradients, but we all have these gifts. We all have a unique handprint. You have a unique handprint. You matter. You have something to teach. Your story matters. You have a message and you have something really incredible to offer. So don't forget that. And it has been incredible to me 
to hear everybody's messages, your messages of hope, your different stories, and your feedback of what you've enjoyed, what you want to hear more of, different ways to get confidence. On YouTube is Chris Shelton. We went live a week or two ago. I lose track of time, but there's a live stream of Chris Shelton. It is so good. It's unbelievable. But he talks about how different parts of the face give away what people are really like. I don't think that many people really watch the live streams, but I just figure people go back and watch them. It is so good. You can watch it on the Facebook if you're in our Facebook group. If you're not, join up. Join up with us because it's it's a really safe space to talk and share with each other. And I know a few of you have met up with similar interests, which I just love. So yeah, there's community here. But Chris Shelton talked about how much our faces give away and it's really really good. I love that stuff. It's just like the first episode where we learned that if you touch your nose, if you're on a Zoom and somebody goes to touch their nose or touches their nose, they're getting ready to lie or they're thinking about lying. We were told that, uh, Karen told us that that's really interesting if you're doing online dating or anything and you're on a Zoom or you're on a Zoom. That's good to know. But Chris Shelton did more of that kind of stuff. So I just love, he was talking about how somebody, if your eyebrows are too close together or the lines on your forehead and if somebody's mouth stays open when they're reading, it means all their secrets come out. So don't tell them your secrets. It was really good. I, I just love that. His episode was good. Anyway, so you everyone has a message. You matter. Your story matters. You have a unique handprint. Rabbi Ken Chasen and uh, Rabbi Jill Zimmerman both talked about that. And Jihad Turk, he was so good too. So these are very early episodes, but they were amazing. So the next message or the next life lesson is to enjoy the process. I mean, there's no end game here. <laughs> If you don't enjoy the process, it's really a waste. I don't know if you heard David Romanelli's episode. He also interviewed elders, much, much elders, and uh, for their messages about what they gleaned from living life. These people were 120 years old, some of them. I mean, really incredible stories and life lessons that he had gotten. And it was to have a sense of humor. And these individuals, a lot of Holocaust survivors and so on, had figured if they had lived this long, there was a reason for it and they were going to enjoy life. Um, but they also kept a sense of humor along the way. They saw a lot. So there's no end game here. <laughs> you know, you might as well enjoy the process, enjoy whatever it is that you're going through and to breathe, to stop, take a breath. Joey Klein talked about the different types of breathing, the four breaths in, hold for four, four breaths out. And uh, to do that kind of pause, I was taught God is in the pause. And just to take those moments, to look for the good, to really take those breaths, look for the good and try to enjoy. My um, associate's getting married this weekend and I try not to give unsolicited advice. I really do. But I did offer up the to just be quiet and ask the universe to let her enjoy her wedding. And she appreciated it because she said most of her friends tell her that their wedding's a blur. They don't remember anything. And I remember every moment. And because because that's what I did. I, I asked the universe just to let me be fully present and enjoy it and, and to be there because I wanted to. <laughs> I, I wanted to be present. So I try to just be present for my life today and enjoy what I'm going through and not miss it. I feel like I could miss so much of my life if I'm not in my body, in the moment, in the room, and present in the podcast and with whichever guest I'm with in the moment. So I, I so enjoy being with you and with the guest and getting everything I can from each 
of the episodes. So anyway, there is no end game. Enjoy the process. And uh, yeah, so the last lesson that I do want to share is about community. So when I compiled all the messages of hope in the episode, The Meaning of Life, the top uh, messages are that it's community. We need each other. And it's also love and service that we are here to love each other. So if you're really angry, throw love at whatever you're angry at. Just keep throwing love at it. And also to be of service to others, to try to give in whatever way you can. It doesn't mean throw money at stuff or something like that. It just means to help others to whatever that is for you. I don't want to ever tell anybody else how to be of service, like feed the homeless, mentor somebody, whatever it is. There's so many ways to be of service in this world. So you don't have to go build a school in Africa, but if you're able to help do that in some way or in impoverished areas in your city, or however it is, pick up trash. There's a lot to do. So no matter what, you'll feel better after you do it for that day. That's a guarantee. The other thing is while you're doing that, you're not doing it in isolation. There's other people and then you get community and you meet other people that want to do give back in this world in the same way that you are. And it gets you out of that isolation. So, and it gets you out. <laughs> That's the other thing. Being outside, there's something about being outside that it's good for you. That's one of the other lessons. I really, really love podcasting. It lights me up. If there's something that lights you up, go for it. Do it now. Life's in session. This is the time right now. This is it. I love Mel Robbins' five-second rule. If there's something you want to do, take an action on it in the next five seconds. Do it now. Any kind of action just take some action. Taking energy, doing something, an action towards your dream, there's something about it that it's a domino effect that makes it all start happening. And as you keep taking steps towards what it is that you want to create and do, the universe just rises up to meet you. It just does. People start showing up that support you in your dream. If there's people that aren't, you know, you can just say, oh, thank you for sharing and keep going. <laughs> you don't need to listen to the naysayers and the people that don't support you. You've got this. You just do. So keep going in the direction of your dreams. I've talked to so many people. If you're in the thick of it, it passes. There's nothing that you're going through that you have to go through alone. There's other people that can support you and uh, it'll pass. It just will. I've talked to people that have been through really horrific, horrific events and they've gotten through it. So if there are certain subjects that you really want to hear more than others, just drop me a line, go to 52weeksofhope.com and let me know. And uh, if you've got stories that you really want to make sure that we cover, let me know that as well. And uh, yeah, I would love your feedback. We're also having a really fun giveaway right now with my favorite journal and um, which I did before. And I just, I love it because it's easy. <laughs> I love easy. Some t-shirts and hoodies that were had made and a few other really fun things. So just take a picture of, uh, just leave us a review and um, take a picture of the review and post it on social media so that we know that you did that. And um, yeah, we have some really good giveaways. Uh, just as a quick review, the five life lessons are imposter syndrome. You've got this. It's just fear. Feel the fear and keep going. Connection. We all need connection. We need to physically be with each other and be connected. Everybody has a message is the next one. You matter. You're 
story matters. Everybody has a unique handprint. Keep going. Next is to enjoy the process. There's no end game here. And last is community. We all need a community to connect with each other. And when we're in community, you feel increased sense of self-worth, feel like you're part of a larger picture. There are health benefits and there's physical and mental health benefits from being in community. So I don't know why you just that alone would want you to be in community. So those are the five life lessons from the first hundred episodes. I think there's a lot more, but I thought I'd keep it to five. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of trust, connection, and of course, hope. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week for another empowering episode all about overcoming challenges, confidence, and how to take that next step staying aligned with your true self. Don't forget there's a quiz on the website, When Do You Self-Sabotage? Just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com to take that. And if you're not a member of the Facebook group, that is a safe space. It's a great community with different healing modalities like breath work and EFT tapping, as well as other tips and tricks to feel better. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Share the love, tell two of your friends. And don't forget that we do have some fun giveaways. So go ahead and leave a review, leave a rate and review the podcast and take a picture of it and go ahead and put that up on social media so that we know you did that. And we've got some really fabulous giveaways right now. So put that up on social media. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks so much for listening. It's the 100th episode.